first known rules of golf were drawn up in 1744 by the gentlemen golfers of Edinburgh in Leith, Scotland. Since then, the game has changed dramatically. Golf courses, equipment, and not least the rules. So where do I go when I want to learn about the rules of the game today? Well, I go to the Golf Rules Questions podcast with Blakey and Roscoe, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Golf Rules Questions podcast. by the gentlemen golfers of Edinburgh in Leith, Scotland. Since then, the game has changed dramatically. Golf courses, equipment, and not least the rules. So where do I go when I want to learn about the rules of the game today? Well, I go to the Golf Rules Questions podcast with Blakey and Roscoe, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Golf Rules Questions podcast. Episode 43, the live stream, uh, the Golf Rules Questions podcast. So I wanted to start off with answering the Golf Rules question of the week 42, which is, are you permitted free relief from a dot of paint that is marking a yardage on the fairway? The answer is, these are artificial objects. However, they are not obstructions. So there is no free relief unless the committee declares them to be ground under repair local rule f21 uh, where did i get that question from i got that one straight out of the definitions so in the definition section of obstructions uh, there's a there's an interpretation about paint dots paint on the ground so welcome to episode 43 we've just started with the golf rules question of the week 42 uh, welcome back everyone hope you enjoyed last week's live stream or if you didn't catch the live stream, the uh, recording, uh, or even just if you listened on the podcast, uh, which I uploaded, uh, I think Saturday. So I'll be doing the same again this Saturday. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you prefer to listen to the podcast rather than watch the live stream or watch the recording on YouTube, yeah, you're more than welcome to ask any questions you may have. Uh, there's the chat function in, in YouTube. Uh, but just wanted to thank everyone for the well wishes since hearing that I had left Golf Australia. Uh, I do have a, another job now, uh, so don't stress. Uh, it was time to move on and find some new challenges. And look, I was a bit hamstrung by the rules of golf content that I could push out. Um, it was conflict of interest uh, was thrown around. Um, so now I'm sort of going solo and more interested in going out and rule and running some rules workshops around australia uh, so if you're interested or know of a club that would like a rules of golf workshop even online let me know shout out um you know the ones in person are probably you learn a lot more especially the practical sessions. so doing one in a classroom is great um, but the practical sessions out in the golf course uh we really learn uh, but you know during this time of lockdown uh, just getting anything, uh, any assistance, uh, we, I can uh, take you through one of those. Right, now, as I said last week, we had a fair few videos uh, that we'd pumped out. So we're just catching up on on those. Uh, we did four last week. We're going to do three today. This Now, this one here that I've put up about oh, five weeks ago was a PGA Tour from the archive. Uh, Jason Duffner duffs his putt. Pretty good pun there, the old duff. Uh, he was playing with Dustin Johnson in a four ball type 
event. Uh, morning, Phrase. Just see your uh, message there. Uh, Dustin and Jason Duffner were playing in a four ball type event. Uh, he set up to hit his putt and his putter slipped. Uh, whether he let go or, or whatever, I, I don't know. But his putter slipped, hit the ball and caused it to move. Now, back then, as I said, this was a tour vault or an archive. Back then, that was a penalty of one stroke. Uh, and then you'd have to replace the ball. Now, because it was a four ball, Dustin had actually putted it up to the foot, marked his ball, moved away, and so he just replaced his ball, tapped it in for A similar situation from a tour vault on the LPGA tour on Facebook this week. I had a lot of people saying, that's not a penalty anymore. I wasn't sure whether they just couldn't see that the ball wasn't on the green or they truly believe that there's no penalty if you accidentally cause your ball to move. So A, the ball wasn't on the green. It was on the fringe, uh, which is the general area. Uh, the general area includes fairway and bung, <laughs> fairway and rough. Okay. So she was just off the putting green and she caused her ball to move in a sort of, you know, it, it did kind of look like a stroke, but it wasn't. It was part of her pre-shot routine. And she knew it straight away and she was apparently she was leading at the time. So she got the one stroke penalty and uh, had to replace her ball. It would still be a one stroke penalty in replacing the ball today. But as we said with Duff, if that situation happened today, there would be no penalty and he'd just replace his ball. Uh, morning, Adrian. Or late evening for you too. Um, yeah, not quite midnight over there in the UK. Right, second ruling. Uh, John Rahm's ball moved on the green at the Open Championship. So the Open was about, again, about five weeks ago. Uh, unlike Duffner's situation, Rahm's ball was moved by the wind gravity. Now, usually you would play the ball as it lies when it's been moved by wind or what we call natural forces. Uh, but under Rule 13.1D, because Rahm had already lifted and re replaced his ball, of course, marking it at first, he was required to move it back. If he had not lifted and replaced it, he would just play it as it lies. So it's a specific situation for a ball on the green. If it is moved at all, it needs to be determined whether you had already lifted and replaced the ball. Uh, and I say course marking it first. 13.1D doesn't actually say marking, lifting, and replacing. It just says lifting and replacing. But if you don't mark it, um, then you're going to incur a one-stroke penalty if you just pick it up without marking it uh, on the green. Um, yeah, that's a, a specific situation when it's on the green and it's caused to move. If you've already lifted and replaced it, it owns that spot. So being moved by gravity or wind, water, it needs to be replaced. Being moved by an animal, by yourself, accidentally, deliberately, um, that wasn't part of a stroke, then you just replace the ball. Uh, we have another one at the Open Championship. You can all you can go and watch all of these videos uh, over at my YouTube. Uh, subscribe. I think I've got this new join function there too. So if you want to sign up for a membership um, for the for a, the price of a cup of coffee a week, uh, you can you can be a member of the Golf Rules Questions YouTube, and you get a few a few little. Uh, it's only really small. Um, Benefits out of that uh, for the price of a cup of coffee, but there are further benefits if you go up the up the levels. Now, getting back to Rory McIlroy at the Open Championship, he had his ball next to a massive television. Uh, this TV, of course, 
was showing the leaderboard and players out on the golf course. Uh, because Rory had an interference to both his line of play and line of sight from the TV, he was permitted to take free relief under local rule F23. Temporary movable obstructions. Okay. Uh, this is not a common local rule in club land, but certainly on every PGA tour, LPGA tour event and European tour event, there are temporary immovable obstructions and a lot of other um, professional tours as well would have immovable obstructions such as TV towers, grandstands. Um, the spectator roping is usually just movable obstruction uh, as are spectator signs. What else? Uh, TV cables are movable obstructions unless they're in the ground. Then it's a GUR situation. Uh, I think I've covered it. TV towers, let or leaderboards that aren't TV uh, aren't televisions. Oh, there's probably a few more. Uh, so because his ball was in the general area, he would get relief, or his relief area had to be in the general area. Now. TIOs, uh, because they're uncommon, uh, people don't quite understand how they work, which is fair enough. Uh, basically, you've got a TIO and then you add, you get to add a club length onto that edge. That it, or it's the, usually the nearest edge, but some local rules change it. Uh, some com uh, committees change it so that it says you, it says you can choose either side um, that's not always the case but uh, for some tours it is and from that either side from the nearest side or either side um, you add a club length that's basically saying okay this tio is an extra club length wider than it actually is and from that extra club length you get to drop within a club length okay so uh, the common saying is more than one, less than two. Um, they have made a good change to the TIO local rule, which was to, oh, you can just proceed under rule 16.1 for an immovable obstruction if you wish. So you, if you've just got interference with your swing, but you really like the lie or, or the area that you're about to drop within, you can just take sort of, you know, a little bit of relief uh nearest point of complete relief rather than that uh, more than one less than two situation so you get to choose whether you're going to treat it as a immovable obstruction or a tio if you treat treat it as a io as an immovable obstruction you don't get the line of sight line of play relief so just be careful about that if you ever come across that situation uh or more likely if you're going to be refereeing in that kind of situation now uh that was the three rulings from <laughs> i need to get roscoe back so i draw it out but uh that was the three rulings uh, that i wanted to talk about this week next off we have the ivers from last week um i kind of re-listened to myself and there were a f um yeah f i couldn't throw out the word uh, like, the, you know, I needed a dictionary or a thesaurus in front of me. Um, I had a few people telling me pedantic was the word I was missing, which is thank you very much. Uh, I always get a little bit tongue-tied. Uh, but I had two massive Ivers last week. Massive. They were massive, like seriously massive. Um, the fact that I kept saying D7 for when Bubba replaced his club rather than G9, which it is the correct um, the correct local rule, uh, Afterwards, when I found that out, that uh, made me go all red. Uh, but yeah, G9 is what a committee can adopt uh, for replacing your club. D7 
is that new local rule that a club can bring in if a player's ball after a putt on the... It's like a, a modification of rule 11.1. Uh, after a putt or a shot on the green, um, if it hits a player, hits a club that they just used, or an animal known as also known as a loose impediment, such, an, such as an ant or a worm, uh, D7, if the D7 is adopted, then you don't cancel the stroke uh, the stroke is not cancelled you just play on as it lies so big over there and the other one was the lovely picture behind me um, of the dunes uh, golf course down on the mornington peninsula was designed by tony cashmore not tom doak as i had mentioned which was uh, yeah, a shocker there uh and now we get into golf rules question of the week episode 43 here we go 16 minutes in i'm already getting into the golf rules question of the week. In agreeance, this is number 43. In agreeance, a player and their opponent stop their match due to the weather conditions. They agree to return the next day and start at 8 a.m. Firstly, is this permitted? Are a player and their opponent permitted to agree to stop their match due to the weather condition? And secondly, do they continue from where they stopped or do they restart their match from hole one? Um, no guessing on the chat, guys. You can uh, send me a message about that one. It was GRQ OTW 43. In the grants, a player and their opponent stopped their match due to the weather conditions. They agree to return the next day and start at 8 a.m. Is that permissible? And do they continue from where they stopped or do they restart their match from hole one? Right, that was 43. 17 minutes. Bang. Nice and early start to the, to the morning or uh, late finish to the evening for some. Right, we have, let's turn it over to questions. So if you've got any questions, fire away with the live chat. So I've got Justin Wright. Can you rotate or align a ball without marking it after lifting your marker? Great question. Great question, Justin. No. The answer is no. Can you retail? Look, if you want to touch your ball, it must be marked. Um, and then are you allowed to mark it and touch it in the first place? So if you're in the fairway, um, you're less likely to be allowed to uh, touch your ball. But let's say you're on the green, which is I'm assuming that is where you where you mean. Um, if you take the as soon as you take the marker away, you would not be permitted to touch your ball. So that would be under Rule Nine Point Four. Okay. Any other questions? Everyone's a bit quiet this week. So I guess this is the this is the part where I learn how to pad pad it out for uh, for anyone else who wants to speak up. I uh, hope everyone has enjoyed this quick little golf rules questions 43 uh, it's no longer the the 40 50 an hour uh, time that it used to be uh, but hopefully you learnt you learnt enough to take away or you know if you have further questions uh, don't hesitate to ask me so hopefully that asked answered your question justin um, whoever has the answer for episode 43 GRQ OTW, uh, email it through to me. And also, I should mention that I just sent out the Drop Zone episode two this morning. So that's a newsletter that I'm doing weekly. Uh, just a fun little newsletter, not too much to it. And uh, yeah, so hopefully if you didn't get that, uh, send me an email, golfrules.questions at gmail.com and uh, I'll sign you up or just go to my website and uh, should be able to sign up there but i'll just go and check that out but uh, the drop zone quick little newsletter um detailing fun little rule and uh, and there we go that uh, is golf rules questions podcast 43 yeah adrian get some uh, questions ready for me next time that's that's a great idea 
Uh, I'm not even sure. I, I like this time slot, but uh, I might try some different time slots. You might be asleep. Uh, rightio. So thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining in and enjoy your day. Or if you're in the UK, enjoy your sleep. Thank you.